If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday, whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Northlight36. Support Switchcraft and my other content over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Switchcraft episode 194 is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the stream by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. In fact, today I just picked up the ultimate history uh, of video games, which I am very much looking forward to reading. And uh, you can get that as your free book, again, by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Okay, before we get started with the actual news, I just want to let everybody know that I am giving away a $60 eShop, uh, well, $60 worth of credit of eShop. Basically, it's going to be two gift cards, probably a $50 one and a $10 one. And uh, that's because uh, we've got 200,000 times that people have downloaded the show uh, since February. Uh, that's a huge milestone for us, and I just wanted to celebrate that by giving away... Um, uh, the $60 worth of eShop credit, basically your game of choice. So to enter that, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. And speaking of giveaways, episode 200 of uh, of Switchcraft is on its way. It's coming up soon. And in honor of this, at Kill the Chickens on Twitter uh, sent me a $20 eShop gift card to give away on episode 200 so on the day that i'm recording episode 200 uh, make sure that you are here at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp when i'm recording that episode for a chance to win uh i will you know get the actual date uh, available for you later uh it really with all the e3 stuff i don't know if i'm going to do an extra episode here or there uh so make sure that you follow over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp and one luckily lucky chatter is going to win twenty dollars of eShop credit during episode 200 so big thanks to at kill the chickens on twitter okay i guess take three is what we're gonna have to go with uh, i've screwed this up twice already so we've got a title for the the nintendo direct that's going to happen at e3 and it is very very plainly nintendo direct e3 2018 Fair enough. Um, this is coming from a tweet by at Nintendo on Twitter. They said, uh, Nintendo Direct E3 2018 will be broadcast from 1 a.m. on Wednesday, June 13th. Um, then, by the way, that's Japanese time zone. So you'll obviously have to convert it for your time zone. But chat has been kind enough to convert that for me. That means it is 12. Uh, I'm sorry, June 12th at um 12 p.m eastern standard time that's my time zone or at 9 a.m um pacific 
Okay, so you can convert to your time zone uh, to figure out exactly when it's going to be. Here's what's very important. In the past, Mr. Kimishima, who is the current president of Nintendo, at least until the end of June, uh, which then will uh, switch over to the new president, whose name I have forgotten, um, Fushibayashi, or was he was the guy who was in charge of... Zelda. Now, I can't remember now. Uh, it, it doesn't matter right now what the guy's name is because he's not in charge until the end of the month. Um, but Mr. Kimishima has said in the past, look, we're only going to be talking about games that are uh, coming out in 2018. So we should assume that anything that we see in this Nintendo Direct is something for next year. And previously, Mr. Kimishima has said that we have the ingredients in place to sell a whole lot of switches. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think the number was 20 million. I think that they were expecting to sell 20 uh, million switches this year, which is just bananas. It's crazy that they're going to do that. Um, But he says we have the ingredients in place. Now, if you look at the first half of this year, uh Nintendo has kind of been coasting a little bit. They released hit after hit after hit last year. They had Zelda, uh Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh Splatoon 2, uh Mario Odyssey. Uh and those were like the big tentpole games and then everything else that they brought together to kind of lift it up. And then this the first half of this year they have released games but it's been a lot of it's been a lot more third party stuff. I'm not saying that there's not stuff to play on the Switch, but there just hasn't been as much. There was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. There was Bayonetta. Bayonetta's really more of a second party uh, title though. Um, but there was that new there was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and there were a couple other games, but they weren't like they weren't absolutely huge. There was a new Kirby game which sold well, but I just don't think that the first half of this year really compares to how amazing of a first year that Nintendo had. So for them to come out and say, we're going to sell 20 million consoles this year. And please remember that Nintendo is a very conservative company and they don't like to make estimations and then and then say, oh, we're going to have to bring those back. They don't like doing that. Uh, so for them to say that they've got the ingredients to sell 20 million, they must mean it. So what do we expect to see this year? Well, you're going to have to wait for my E3 predictions for Saturday because that's when I'm going to be recording my E3 predictions episode. It's going to be me. It's going to be um, the guys from the Nintendo Pulse podcast and 64. Josh is going to be joining us. And we're going to be recording that on Saturday, and it's going to be all of our predictions and hopes and dreams for E3, and I'm really looking forward to that. And But but whatever they, it is that they've got in the bag, first off, we know that Smash Brothers is coming out this year. We're assuming that it's coming out in September alongside the Nintendo Switch online service, and we know that we've got a new Pokemon game, although it's not a traditional Pokemon game. It's not Gen 8. It is uh, going back to the, the to the original uh, 150 Pokemon, and that is coming out in November, I believe. And the combination of those two things, while I think is fantastic, I don't know if it's 20 million consoles fantastic. So I think that Nintendo 
And I know there's a lot of people who are like, what are you, crazy? It's a Pokemon game. Yes, it is a Pokemon game, but it's not Gen 8. And the super hardcore Pokemon fans, I think that some of them are not really fans of Pokemon Go. Like, they probably played it a little bit, and then they said, this is really too light for me, and I want more RPG. And Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, that feels a little less it feels i don't know much about it but it feels a lot more like pokemon go than it does like any of the other pokemon games for me and while it's definitely going to push consoles and smash is without a doubt going to push consoles it's nintendo's biggest selling game i don't know if those two things are enough to push 20 million and for nintendo to say ahead of time that number 20 million I think they've got something big up their sleeve that we're going to see at E3. Now, now that I've said that, though, I want to make sure that we temper our expectations. Okay, we always tend to get hyped up around this time of year. Oh, my gosh, they're they're Nintendo is going to deliver us the moon and uh, and we're going to have to, you know, go back in time for three days to try and figure out a way to stop it. Sorry for the the joke there. Um But Nintendo is going to bring us the moon, and we're always disappointed when they don't. So while I think that Nintendo has something big planned for E3 this year, I don't necessarily think that it's going to make everybody happy. Uh, And so we should also temper our expectations. And it's also perfectly possible that Nintendo has something up their sleeve, and they think, you know what, this is going to push 20 million consoles and maybe they're wrong. Uh, they've been wrong before. We've seen it happen. So I'm very excited for the 13th. and Or, uh, well, for me, it's going to be on the 12th. And um, we'll see what we get to talk about then. All right. Um, this, is the, this just in. Uh, Resed TV. And if you don't want a spoiler for something that's going to be announced at E3... Um, Res TV just sent me a whisper in chat. And by the way, if you don't follow him uh, on on Twitch, uh, it's R E Z D TV is the URL, and he is one of the hosts of Nintendo Pulse podcast. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dasme D A S M E. He just sent me a link to, and hopefully uh, your guys are not going to be unhappy with this, but a link to Fortnite's icon, which was pulled from the Nintendo servers. Now, uh, you know, it says here, uh, this is from at Skyers M on Twitter. And they said, revealing new games during an E3 presentation, announcing new games by pushing an update for them to the eShop. And uh, I guess that they were able to grab the icon. Now, the icon's exactly the same as it is on the PS4. So it's it's really not that, that big a deal. But... It looks like, uh, you know, it's the worst kept secret out there. Everybody knows that Fortnite's coming to the Switch and we're 90% sure that it's going to be announced at E3. So I'm not super surprised at this, uh, but I am excited as somebody who enjoys Fortnite. I think it's a good game and hopefully it has the, the real question is, does it have motion controls? That's what matters to me. So Game Informer was interviewing, um, oh gosh, Asano, 
at uh, Square Enix. They're somebody who's been uh, Tamoya Asano. Uh, they've been working on... Um, Oh my gosh, what is the name of the game? Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch, which I am very excited about. It's coming out next month. Super stoked. It looks like a fantastic game. And the developer has been listening to the players, which I also like. Um, but they've been talking about Octopath Traveler. And they were asked, They, you know, Game Informer asked them, what else are you working on? Or actually, they said, if Octopath Traveler does well, and this is something that appeals to fans... Oh, no, that's not it. It says... Oh, gosh. Asano mentioned that the team became its own division in April. So uh, Square Enix has decided that it wants to focus on original titles for the Switch, which is fantastic. This is something that I have been asking them to do for... Not Square Enix in, in individually... But developers as a whole, this is something that I have really uh, said about developers that, yes, we want to be able to play the same games on our Switch that we're playing on other consoles. But the Switch has its own uh, benefits and drawbacks. It has its own things. There are things about the Switch that makes it unique from the other consoles. Um, if Nintendo had just put out something that was just like the Xbox and just like the PS4, I wouldn't be interested in it. Nintendo did something different, and I like that. And un up until now, it's just been, well, let's just port stuff over to the Switch, things that we already have. And while I'm fine with that, because there's people who missed out on those games the first time around, I've been calling on developers to, to instead of just porting stuff, make something for the Switch. Don't make a quote-unquote dumbed-down version of a game that's on something else for the Switch. Make something that is unique to the Switch. Make something that uses the Switch's uh, hardware and features, that's a unique set of features. Uh, and admittedly, this particular Nintendo console is the least different from the other consoles probably ever. Um, so there's not too much that you could do, but but do something to take advantage of the cool things that the Switch can do and then port that to the other consoles instead of starting with the other consoles and bringing it to the Switch as an afterthought. And it looks like, you know, Square Enix is now devoting an entire division to developing Switch games. That's awesome. So uh, Mr... Asano goes on to say, if Octopath Traveler <clears throat> does well, and this is something that appeals to fans, we want to focus on Switch. So please pick up the Switch if you want to play games like Octopath Traveler, which is really, <coughs> excuse me, really great to hear. Um, he th then also said, uh, he was asked if other games are already in development or if Square Enix's future on the platform is contingent upon whether or not Octopath Traveler succeeds. Uh, he went on to say, there are several other Switch titles we are currently working on for Nintendo Switch. Uh, wait a little bit longer and we will work with Nintendo to announce them in the future. So that's awesome. Uh, one thing that I think that we'll probably see is, is something I completely forgot about is that uh, Square Enix recently got the the rights to make Avengers games. Um and I don't think it was exclusive rights because we also like we also see 
you know, Sony is making a new Spider-Man game, right? And this is very interesting. The same way that Marvel has this uh, linked cinematic universe where, you know, the things that happen in the Thor movie affect the things that happen in the next Iron movie that affect the things that happen in the Avengers movie. Um, There's rumors that there's going to be this Marvel gaming universe where the games are taking place in this shared universe. And the first thing I read about this morning, and I I didn't put it in the show notes because it's not a Switch-specific story, was that uh, Square Enix said that the next game that they are... They they showed like a little little clip uh, of it uh, maybe a year ago or more. Uh, Just showed like some Marvel imagery and said that, you know, coming, coming soon or something like that. And there's rumors that it's going to be Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but not like a sequel, more like a reboot. And that whatever it is, it is going to be linked to the Spider-Man game, which is coming out on the PS4. Uh, So it looks like they're going to try and do that, you know, replicate that shared universe thing. And I think this, this is a brilliant idea. It's definitely something that they should do. And it's also something that I think that Disney should do with Star Wars. They should say, listen, instead of just giving EA the ability to make all the Star Wars games, we're going to say, you know, let everybody make Star Wars games and we approve of of the Star Wars games and what happens in the story and and that kind of thing and and bring them all together under a shared universe umbrella. I think that that would be a good idea. And with Square uh, devoting, devoting, that's not a word, uh, with Square devoting an entire division to development on the Switch, I'm fairly certain that we will be getting whatever this Marvel game is that they're working on on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, at least I hope so. You get a low score for this game. All right, I babbled a whole bunch, so I'm going to uh, lightning around the rest of these stories, although they're, they're pretty short stories anyway. So uh, there are new f- officially licensed GameCube controllers for the Nintendo Switch in the pipeline. This comes via Nintendo Everything. Uh, there is a picture of these two controllers. They're made by Power A, and they are officially licensed controllers. It's got the Nintendo seal of quality there, and they look like um, GameCube controllers. Now, when I first look at this, one of the things that, that jumps out at me, first off, it says it's a wired controller in the picture. Can I make it bigger? There we go. It says that it is a wired controller. So if you are looking at the video, you can see it. And if not, I'm just going to describe. we got a picture of a black one and a purple one, and it says wired controller. But when I look at the cord on here, that cord very much looks like something that would detach, but I'm not sure. Now, it's not official from Nintendo, but, you know, we'll see how it is. If you are somebody who only wants to play Smash via these, um, you know, the, the GameCube controllers, then this is definitely the thing that you're going to want to pick up. I'm assuming that these cords are USB and not... Um, uh, not traditional GameCube uh, controller ports because then Nintendo has to turn around and make more um, of the little converters that they have. I think that it's a, a good move for this to happen. Hopefully it's going to be high enough build quality. Uh, next on the lightning round, we've got 
Um, oh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle has new streaming guidelines. So if you are a Twitch streamer, and if you're not, you should be because it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, they have said uh, very important stuff about what you can do and what you cannot do when you are streaming Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which is, uh, I guess, a fighting game. I've never played a Blaze Blue game. But I guess this is featuring some characters from the Persona series. Um, it says, stream matches to your heart, heart's content, either against other players, local or online, or against CPU. Uh, put together tutorials, that's fine. Show us your online shenanigans, that's fine too. Do not stream the episode mode at all. They don't want spoilers out there. Uh, now... I don't know if I personally buy that this is because they don't want spoilers. I really more and, and I don't know anything about Blaze Blue, so maybe maybe this makes perfect sense. Somebody was uh, talking to me on Twitter about this, about how it makes sense. Uh, but I, having somebody who's never played a Blaze Blue game, it said, "Don't show episode mode." And my guess, the way I feel. I disagree in the idea that this can spoil stuff because you as the viewer have the choice of whether or not to watch the spoiled content. Uh, and for them to say nobody's allowed to stream it because it might spoil it for somebody. Well, some people might not care. Some people might want to play the game and then turn around and watch somebody else experience the same thing. And it's just free advertising for your game. So this is something that's always kind of irritated me. Uh, I feel like this is more them just being afraid of what they don't understand. And they're saying, look, if somebody watches the story mode, they won't be interested in our game. And that's just not the way it works. People, I cannot count the number of times that I have streamed a video game on Twitch and had somebody say, oh, I've got to go buy this. It's advertising. Just use it as advertising. But anyway... Uh, Arc System Works does not want people streaming story mode, and they don't want you streaming any music-only content. Now, the music-only content, I totally understand, but I, I don't like what they're doing here. I think it's a mistake, but guess what? I wasn't going to stream their game anyway because I've never played that kind of game, or I've never played Blaze Blue, and it's just not something that really appeals to me. Um... Two, four more quick stories, I think. Uh, Pokeball Plus has a three-hour charge time. So this is the um, this is that little Pokeball that you can get that um, that go hooks up to either your phone or your Nint Nintendo Switch, so you can play the game with a Pokeball. And uh, it, it's going to be launched on November sixteenth alongside the game, but it has a three-hour charge time. That seems Kind of crazy to me, a three-hour charge time for this. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think three hours is too long or too short? Uh, let me know. Um, lastly, no, not lastly, Shaq Fu is here. If you picked up NBA Playgrounds, you can download Shaq Fu for free uh, from today, uh, June 5th, up until July 5th. Uh, that's a 100% discount if you also own NBA Playgrounds. Uh, so there you go. It's finally here. Shaq Fu, a legend reborn. Uh, somebody told me earlier in chat that one of the one of the uh, bosses is Justin Bieber, which I find hilarious. And somebody told me you can pit Obama against somebody who I 
didn't know who they were. Um, also hilarious. I, I think that this game has a possibility of being decent, but you know, only time will tell. Uh, I'm not going to pick it up until I hear one way or the other. Um, Team Sonic Racing, there is some video footage. Click on the link in the show notes to check that video out. And Ninja Kid from the NES Archive. It's NES Archive is where I grew, go through uh, the NES library. And the last episode that I did, I played Ninja Kid and had no fun playing that game. But it was fun making the video. So make sure that you check that out. Whew, that's it for the lightning round. I'm a number one. There's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of me. You can email me. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can, uh, like I said, email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. Jeremy decided to email me. They said, hey, Bill, I was thinking recently about the Star Fox racing game that's possibly in development. While I don't think that it's the best use of the franchise, it did give me a decent idea. What if instead they added an aerial racing mode to Mario Kart 9 and included Fox and potentially one or two other characters? I feel like this could be potentially amazing fun, zipping through the skies as your favorite Nintendo character and could stand to differentiate 9 from its predecessor as a new game and not more of the same, Jeremy S. Well, thank you very much for the email, Jeremy. I completely disagree. Um... I personally don't think that, Mar- that that Nintendo should make Mario Kart 9 ever. I don't think they should. Um, I think that from now on, they should just get rid of the 8 Deluxe, just call it Mario Kart, and have it be the same game forever and add DLC to it. So uh, right now, we've got the Mario Kart that we are enjoying and having fun with. And when the next video game system from Nintendo comes out, they will make a Mario Kart for it. It will be exactly like it is now, and it will have the DLC that you have purchased. Uh, so instead of reinventing the the wheel, no pun intended, instead of reinventing the wheel, every time that they uh, decide to make a new um, a new Mario Kart game, just keep it be the same, being the same game, and continually update it with new tracks and new characters that you can buy uh, for for DLC. I think that that would be a much better way to go about it, almost like a games as a service. Think of it like not not a subscription, but I hate to say this, but okay, here I'm going to use a PC example: Guild Wars Two on the PC. Uh, if I go out and I buy a brand new computer. I can still play everything that I've done on Guild Wars 2 on my brand new computer. If I buy another new computer, I can still play the same game again. Okay? And it just keeps looking better and better as I upgrade my hardware. And I think Mario Kart is probably... I don't want to say it's at the point where it's going to stop looking better because somehow they always make it look better. But it looks so amazing right now. I really don't see the point of making a Mario Kart 9, especially on the Switch. So I just want them to give me DLC, give me more tracks. Because inevitably what they do is when they make a new one, it's not going to have as many tracks as the one that we have now has. Because that one already has like 50 tracks. And it had to get there by adding two DLCs. So... I want to keep what we already have when we go to the next system and just add to it. And that's that's how I feel. And as far as adding a flight mode, I mean, Mario Kart already kind of has a flight mode. 
And I get what you're saying that you don't think that it's that that the Star Fox as a racing game is the best use of a franchise, but it, I also feel like that's a great idea for a way to differentiate a racing game from Mario Kart. You have a game that that plays incredibly different from Mario Kart, but it's also a racing game. And I think that 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 could be a real winner. And I'm I'm excited for the idea of a Star Fox racing game even though it would never happen. Uh, Captain Logan says, so you want the same method for Minecraft applied to Mario Kart. Captain Logan, yes, that's exactly what I want. Everything that I have already bought just keeps moving forward. And when there's a new version or, or a new um, a new hardware out, I have to buy the next version, but it has all of the previous stuff. And I think that that would be great and allows me to play with the people who are on those versions as well. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Super Gamer 16 says three hours is going to be long for people who want to pay right play right away. All right. So Super Gamer 16 is talking about uh, the three hours to charge the Pokeball. That's not how long it lasts. I don't know if I said that. That's how long it takes to charge it. How long it lasts, I suppose, depends on what you're doing, because it has a lot of the features that the that probably won't get used when you're using it with console, but will get used when you're out and about. So who knows how long it's actually going to last? Um I got a review from Putty Cat One on the UK Apple Podcast. They gave a five stars review. Thank you very much for that. And they said, I find this to be the best Switch Switch podcast I listen to. The episodes are a perfect length. Well, not this one. This one's a long one. Sorry. Uh, where the news is short and to the point, but there's also regular time. For, there's also time for discussion. I listen to this to my Oh my God, I can't read today. I listen to this on my walk to work. Regular episodes every week is also a plus. Love the podcast. Well, thank you very much. If you want to help support the show, review the podcast. It doesn't cost you anything but just a couple of minutes of your time, and it definitely helps us out. So I very much appreciate this. Uh, if you want to watch the full show, uh, but you feel like you're missing out by only hearing the audio stuff, and you are missing out on some some discussion, um, head on over and watch it over at my uh, Twitch page live at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp uh, whenever I'm recording it live. Make sure you follow and you'll get an alert when I go live. Or if you can't come to the live shows, make sure you swing by the YouTube page, youtube.com slash run jump stomp. I post the YouTube uh, videos right after uh, I'm done recording. Uh, I don't even edit them. I just upload them. Everything is self-contained and uh you know, you, you end up with the whole thing because the audio is usually a little bit slower, uh, not slower, shorter is the word that I meant. Um, finally, if you're looking to support my content, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There's a whole bunch of links there uh, that will help me create more content. And big thank you to everybody who's already supported. And of course, the show would not be the same without the live chatters. So it's time to thank them. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf, uh, Captain Logan, uh, Disco Dave 29, Greenwell Lil, H Bomb and Friends, Jay Zomali, Like Jet Ski, Link 31254, Mango Tree 93, Mr. Pokemon, Nintendork 04, Nintendo, Nintendork 2012, Patrick Man 85, uh, Pudding, Res TV, Rock Row Bears, Simple Monk, Super Gamer 16, TF Wagner, VNK, Virgo Pros, and The Lurkers. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me 
Um, oh, Captain Logan says, by the way, Bill used one of the sounders last episode, so I did like a pirate thing and uh, recorded something for Captain Logan's podcast, which is called Keel Hauled, uh, and I said something about bananas, probably. All right, I am out of here. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.